Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Style Matters Podcast. I am so glad you're here. This podcast is for everyone who wants to create a beautiful, meaningful home, and you know that I believe that doesn't happen overnight. So let's take the pressure off, stop buying disposable decor, and really get to the substance behind the style so that your home reflects who you are, where you've been, and who you want to become. Last week, I mentioned one exciting thing coming down the pipeline at Little Yellow Couch, and that is my new online course called Master the Mix. In it, I'm going to show you how to use what you already have, know what to buy and what not to buy, and teach you how to add layers of personality so you can finally finish that room. Yes, we all have at least one room that has just never felt right, and we're going to change that. I'll be getting more info out to you soon, but in the meantime, you might want to sign up for the Little Yellow Couch newsletter so you don't miss the sign-up dates. Okay, before we go any further, let me introduce today's sponsor. Okay, so you guys know that my favorite places to shop are where I can find one-of-a-kind things, like antique stores and thrift shops. But hey, there are still tons of things that we buy that come from the big boxes or from online. And of course, we want to stretch those dollars as far as they can go. Enter this cool new app I found called ShopTagger. So when you're shopping on one of your favorite websites online, but you don't want to pay the full price, you just save the item to ShopTagger and it notifies you when the price drops. Or if you need it right away and you're at the checkout page, it'll pop up with a coupon code that you may not have even known about. So cool. And by the way, I'm always intimidated by tech stuff, but ShopTagger walked me through the simple installation steps for both my phone and computer, and it was so easy. Now, just so you know, ShopTagger is spelled SHOP, S-H-O-P, Tagger, T-A-G-R. And to get it for free, Click the link in today's show notes page at littleyellowcouch.com. Hi again. Well, it's still January, and I don't know about you, but I'm still bathing in the glow of a new year, clean slate, and my own motivation to make changes and follow through on some resolutions. And I also know myself well enough to know that I'm going to hit a slump at some point, and so I want to capitalize on my energy while I still have it, and I'm wondering if you can relate to that. 
Ask me how I'm doing in February. Anyway, in the spirit of setting goals for the year, I thought it might be helpful to walk you through my free worksheet on creating a style manifesto for yourself and for your home. So today is going to be another episode of On the Little Yellow Couch, where it's just you and me. Now, many of you already have the manifesto worksheet, but if you don't, you can easily get your copy by going to littleyellowcouch.com and clicking on your style manifesto right at the top of the homepage. This will sign you up for the newsletter, which will also be how I keep in touch with you regarding any courses or style retreats that are coming up, and you can unsubscribe if you like. Anyway, if you're driving or working out or cooking or whatever, and you don't have the Style Manifesto worksheet in front of you, that's okay. I'll just walk you through the various questions now, and you can fill it out later. Before we get into the details... I want to explain what the Style Manifesto is and why I think it is really worth your time to do it. The Style Manifesto is a place for you to declare your goals for your home this year. Now, if you're listening to this episode months after it's aired, that's totally fine. It can be done any time of the year. It's just that January, it always feels kind of especially good to do these kinds of things. Okay, so... The purpose of the manifesto is to figure out how your home can help you with your life goals, whether or not it's supporting you, whether or not it's serving you, and then figure out what changes you can make in your home to encourage you and uplift you and inspire you and all of those good things. So there are five main parts to the manifesto. First, you'll simply do some reflection on who you are at this moment and what's going on in your life. Second, you'll do an assessment of what's going on in your home, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Third, we'll talk about what might be missing from your home, and I'm talking both literally, like, I don't know, um, a well-made mattress so you can get a good night's sleep, that kind of thing, but also the intangible things that might be missing, like peace of mind or a feeling of connection between you and the people you care about. Fourth, you'll write down your vision for the coming year and anything you hope to change or accomplish in your whole life, not just your home. And fifth, you'll brainstorm some ways you can change up your home, bring things in or clear things out that will support you in those goals. Finally, you'll put it all together in a few sentences that will be your style manifesto for the year. Are you ready to get started? Okay, let's do it. On page one, you'll do one of those first things that comes to mind exercises, you know what I mean, where you don't think too hard, you just write stuff down. And if you don't have the worksheet in front of you at this moment, here are the prompts that you'll see on this first page. They are, what do you value? What are you passionate about? What energizes you? What drains you? And how would you describe your personality? Now, obviously, you can and should interpret these questions however you want. So don't edit yourself or think too much about what I'm trying to get at or even how I'm going to get you to connect these answers to your home right now. I just want you to write stuff down, get it out of your head. But I do want to give you some examples that you might have for each of these questions, these prompts, so that you know you're on the right track. So when I ask, what do you value, you might list things about yourself at your core, Maybe it's your spiritual beliefs or your political stance. And you might also list the characteristics that are most important to you as you encounter other human beings in your daily life. Things like kindness and generosity. Those things you might value. 
or you might value high quality craftsmanship, meaning you really appreciate skilled work and attention to detail. You might value hard earned money. Try to think outside of the box and not limit yourself to generic adjectives. And really be honest with yourself, okay? Not, you know, I mean, when you say what do you value, you know, it's sort of like that Miss America question about, well, what are your, what do you want for the world? Oh, I want world peace, yeah. Okay, let's get a little deeper. Um, all right, next, when I ask you what are you passionate about, you might have some concrete things like hobbies and activities that you should definitely put down, but you also might list issue, issues you're passionate about you know, things that, that you just feel very strongly about that aren't um, necessarily activities that you do, but, but stances that you take. Just note that the word is passion and not love, because of course you love your family, or most of the time anyway, but I'm asking more about things or issues that you could spend all of your free time thinking about or working on. In other words, if you had a free weekend and the sky's the limit, what would you do with it? Those are your passions. Okay, next, when I ask what energizes you and what drains you, I want you to think about a typical week. What are the tasks, the people, and the events that energize you and which are the ones that drain you? Now, nothing here is too small or too big to write down. Moving on, the final prompt is how would you describe your personality? This one is pretty straightforward, but if you haven't thought much about your own personality in a while, which is probably true, think about how you describe, say, two people whom you know really well, and I think that'll get you in the right headspace. Okay, on to page two of the worksheet. Here it says, how do the things you've just described about yourself manifest in what you do, how your home functions, your style, and your aesthetic? Now, I have a couple of examples on the worksheet, but let me break it down even further here because I think this question is a little bit abstract. So take a look at what you've written down for your values and passions first. If I were to walk into your home, would I be able to guess what your values or passions are? Whether we like to admit it or not, our homes are a reflection of these two things, our values and passions. If someone values hard-earned money, you might see a home that shows possessions that are cared for and not taken for granted. If someone values spirituality, you might see a beloved religious artifact on the wall or a space set aside for meditation or maybe even a little shrine. As for how your passions show up, again, would I know what you're passionate about just by walking through your home? Or would I only see photos of your family? Now, there's nothing wrong with family photos, but they wouldn't tell me much about you directly. Would I see old concert posters from your favorite punk band back in the 80s? Would I see a sewing machine? Would I see tons of dog-eared cookbooks? I'm trying to get you to answer how do you show up in your home? Okay, still on the second page here, but going back to what you wrote down on the first page about what energizes you and drains you. Some of the things are probably directly tied to how you live in your home in terms of what energizes you and what drains you. For example, if there are chores that drain you, is the way you've set up your home making it worse? Let me give you a personal example here. So I'm not a big fan of doing laundry and my home is not currently doing me any favors 
because the washer and dryer are in our unfinished basement and ick, I hate going down there. And I can't fold any clothes down there because it's, it's icky. Now, I can't do anything about where the washer and dryer are at the moment, but I do know that when I buy really nice smelling detergent and clean up my tray of supplies, it does help. And if I just replace our broken ratty hampers, you know, I'd probably feel even better. So I'm going to put that one on my to-do list for this weekend. But anyway, now that's a fairly superficial example. But you get the point. You probably also have some deeper feelings about what energizes and drains you. And they usually have to do with certain people or maybe the job that you have. But still, look around your home and see if there are reminders of those people or your work, the good and the bad, that you could amplify or get rid of. Finally, I want you to go back to how you've described your personality on page one and then come back to page two. This is the part that's most related to your aesthetic and you may or may not be attuned to it. So do a little self-reflection. If you are a happy party girl who loves to socialize, really connect with friends and laugh a lot, would I know that by looking at the colors and the materials you gravitate towards? If you're a homebody, would I see cozy spaces that are set up for comfort and relaxation? I think you get what I'm going after, right? How is your personality manifesting itself in some of your decor choices? Okay, let's move on to page three. This is the part where you get to dream a little or even dream really big. You're going to continue to assess your home and write down what's missing. Start with things that are obvious to you, like a new couch or adding curtains, whatever's been bugging you that you'd like to add or replace. But then you're going to want to prioritize these wishes. And to do this, you're going to put a why after each item. We'll come back to this later. So just leave room to do a little writing here after you make your list of what's missing. Now, what about the things that are missing that aren't actual things? Um, I mean, for me, I could say that a personal chef is missing so that I don't have to think about and cook food all the time. Or maybe you're single and you don't want to be, so you write down that the love of your life is missing. Maybe it's a good night's sleep or a clutter-free mudroom, whatever. Just write down everything. And again, we'll come back to this list after you filled out page five. But first, let's talk about page four. This one is pretty straightforward. I ask you about your aspirations for the year. So get out that list of resolutions you made and put them right here. And for many of us, some of our goals are very concrete, such as run a marathon, that's not mine, and others are a bit harder to break down into small steps. Things like ditch toxic friendships, that might be one thing that you have made a resolution about. But <clears throat> listen, I'm not a therapist or even a life coach, so I don't have any magic answers for how to accomplish those kinds of things. The only thing that has ever worked for me is to keep the goal front of mind, break it down into steps if I can, and then every time it gets hard, think about how I'll feel if I do versus if I don't do the thing, whatever that resolution is. Sometimes just picturing myself, say, an hour later after I either do or don't do whatever that resolution is, um, it really helps me stick to my commitments. So anyway, um, what I can help you with is how to set up your home so that you're supported in reaching these goals. All right, so let's move on to page five. Now here is where we start to put it all together. So 
looking back at pages three and four, take those out. And on page three, remember you've identified what's missing. And on page four, you identified some goals. You're going to now attach one of those goals to each piece that's missing. For example, let's say you feel like your couch is outdated. Um, or your mattress sucks, like I was saying before, or your mudroom or entryway is a cluttered mess, like I was saying before. Ask yourself, what is the reason why you want to replace your couch and your mattress? Is one of your goals to deepen your relationships with friends? If so, that might lead you to wanting to have people over more often, and that's why you want to replace your couch, so that everyone is comfortable, they're happy to linger, that kind of a thing. Now you have a, a really concrete reason why you want to replace that couch. It is attached to one of your goals for the year. Um, another example is one of your goals to finally become a morning person. That's one of my goals for this year. If so, that might lead you to wanting a better mattress so that you actually get a good night's sleep for a change so you're set up for a better morning routine. See where I'm going with this, right? You might even be adding some goals to page four after you realize there are deeper reasons for wanting to change something in your home beyond the first thought, which was, I want to make it look pretty, which there's nothing wrong with that thought. But I think that in order to get committed to these goals, they do have to have a reason behind them that's deeper than that. Um, another example, what if you decide that you're in a terrible mood every time you walk in the back door because there's no place for everyone's crap to go? And then you, then you take that terrible mood with you into the kitchen when you go to prepare dinner that you haven't planned yet, only to eat with people who don't even appreciate it. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm getting a little too personal here. But to be honest, it isn't always like that. But anyway, anyway, after looking at your goal of having a nicer, more connected mealtime with your family, maybe you realize it actually all starts with the mudroom. And you either add a ton of hooks, a bench, some bins, or maybe you prioritize adding that wall to separate your kitchen from the back door, which you have been meaning to do for years. So... Now that gets us to the prioritizing part I was talking about. Once you've connected your goals with what's missing or vice versa, look them over and pick the top three in terms of which goal or goals is most important to you and is most doable. That's where you start. Okay, we are finally at the part where you get to write your manifesto. It's set up kind of like Mad Libs, where you just fill in the blanks based on everything you've written up until now. So listen, if the exact wording doesn't work for you, please go ahead and change this. This, this is your manifesto. Now again, since you might not have the worksheet in front of you right now, I'm just going to read it out loud. It says, I value blank and I'm passionate about blank. In my home, you can see my, whatever your personality traits are, coming through in my blank, um, coming through in your aspects, the, the, the decor choices, the characteristics of your home. These parts of my home energize me and I'm getting rid of blank, these things, whatever you've listed, that make me feel drained. This year I want to focus on blank and here you can put in multiple goals. And I'm setting up my home to help me buy blank, the things that you're going to change up in your home. Uh, you know what? I think it's hard to listen to. It's probably a lot easier if you read it. So don't worry about that. That'll make a lot more sense when you're actually looking at the worksheet and reading it for yourself. Anyway, 
The goal is to simply distill the most important parts of what you've been reflecting on into four or five sentences that you can refer back to when you get in a slump or when you need to make a decision. And how do you know which parts are most important? Well, think about the things that really stuck out to you about yourself and your life as you were writing. Um, what surprised you to learn about yourself and were any of your solutions uh, when it came to figuring out what's missing or need to change little aha moments for you those are the things that will most likely go into your manifesto okay there you have it my walkthrough of the style manifesto worksheet which you can grab at littleyellowcouch.com and just so you know, I'm in the process of switching both my website host and my email service provider over to new places. So things have been a little wonky for a few days and they might continue to be when it comes to how my website talks to the email system that gets sent there that sends out <clears throat> these emails to you when you sign up for the newsletter. So please, if you don't get the manifesto or you have trouble with a link, please just let me know. I will email you directly to fix the problem. And you can find my email contact information at littleyellowcouch.com. Okay, so one more thing. On the show notes page of this episode, I am putting notes from everything I've just said in there so that you can refer back to... Uh, what I've been talking about here when you're actually sitting in front of your manifesto, okay? Because I kind of covered a lot and I want to make sure that you don't have to sit there and re-listen to this episode little by little just, uh, you know, when you're trying to fill out the, the worksheet. So look for that on the show notes page. And that is it. I hope this has been helpful. Please let me know if it was or if it wasn't. I do need feedback, especially for these On the Little Yellow Couch episodes where I don't have a guest. And, oh, I want to mention that if you are interested in joining me for my upcoming course called Master the Mix, which, remember, is all about how to take what you have, all the different styles, layer in other things that you may want to add, and mix it all together to finish a room, uh, filling out this manifesto is a great first step. And even if you don't want to take the course, the manifesto on its own is a great first step to whatever it is that you're working on. So please go ahead and download it, fill it out. Um, It's going to be of help to you either way. But keep your eyes open and ears peeled for info on the course, which I think should be coming out very soon. I am still making some tweaks, but um, I'm getting on it. That's all for now. Have a great week, and I'll be back in your earbuds next Monday. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.